are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is my co-host and my brother, Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Oh, can't can't hear you. You're, you're muted. Eating peanuts. Muting himself. <laughs> another week has passed already. Yeah, another week has passed, and yet another delay. And I, I have to say, I, I didn't think Bethesda was going to get me anything. I didn't think Bethesda was going to get get me anything for my birthday, but they sure did. They gave me a they gave me a new story that we just have to laugh at because I love every single week or every single time a company comes out and says, "Here's the date," and I'm like, Sarge, what do you think? Do you think they're going to make this date on eleven, eleven, twelve? And you're like. Nope, nope, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and here we are, and we're going to talk about that on the show. Uh, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week. We rant along the way here live on YouTube. Uh, about 48 shows a week. We have another show this uh, next week, and then we're off for a week, and then we'll be back in, uh, in June. Uh, we're also live simultaneously over on Twitch. You can listen to the past broadcasts over on audio formats of Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, iTunes, and anywhere else you can download a podcast from. You can also watch the past broadcasts, uh, uh, the past broadcast right here on YouTube. Uh, the way the show works is that we do it live here, and you're watching live, you're here live. If it goes down in any way, shape, or form because of our internet's been having issues or whatnot, uh, we are recording locally, and we upload that afterwards. Uh, and what we l- appreciate, even though you're here live right now, and you hit that like button and hit the comment section down below. When I repost this episode up on YouTube, it helps so much. If you guys can go back and just hit that like button uh, after the fact again. So we do appreciate you because a like button right now when you hit it and comment and stuff, YouTube in the algorithm puts it up where other people can see it. And then after the fact, when I upload it, same thing. All right? But it, one's for live and one's for uploads. So we do appreciate you very much. Uh, coming out and supporting us uh, live. There's also uh, Super Chats. You could do Super Chats, and if, what we're going to try, if you guys have any questions and we don't see it in chat, if you do a Super Chat, we'll be guaranteed to, to read it for you on, on the air. What's up, Sarge? Okay. Uh, so also, uh, if you want to be a member, uh, as little as 99 cents uh, over here on, on YouTube, uh, there's the tryout version. There's the... Uh, I'm hooked version for $1.99, and then there's also the Goonie Squad version, which is the $4.99 over here on YouTube and over on Twitch. Uh, you can use your Twitch Prime, which is absolutely free if you have Amazon Prime, and then you can also do um, the Twitch subscription for $4.99. We don't ever advertise that. That's the beginning of the show, and then we do the show. The shows are free every single week, uh, and we do appreciate you for coming out and hanging out with us. All right, Sarge. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Sony, a couple stories about Sony. We're going to be talking about Game Pass and what it is good for and what it's not good for. Uh, and we're going to talk about Sony, how they don't want to copy Game Pass for what Game Pass is doing. And for some good reasons. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Genshi Impact. We're going to talk about uh, Bethesda. We're going to be talking uh, about uh, a couple of games that are, well, the, the, the numbers of the games, I should say, the people playing the number of the games. Uh, we're going to be talking about Nintendo a little bit. We got uh, a couple of stories about Nintendo. We're going to be talking about EA a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, Gotham Knights a little bit. Uh, we're going to be talking about Epic and what they're doing, even outside of video games. Uh, I told you big things from Epic. We're going to talk about them a little bit. Um, and then uh, we're going to talk about potentially a new Xbox uh, that could be coming out uh, early as this year. And uh, whatever else we talk about, uh, what we've been playing and, and whatnot. So that is what's on episode 310 for this evening. Um, so let's, let's start it off, Sarge. What have, what have you been playing? I'm glad you asked, right? As a matter of fact, for the last 24 hours or so, I knew that the vision had something else coming back out again. So I got back into it again. Then I saw you playing it. And I'm like, oh, he must know too. And then I jumped in and then we started remembering what it was to play division. Yeah. Division, division two, first off, it's division two, not division one. Uh, Whatever. It, it's, it's a, it's a good game. It is a good game. Now we never, I don't know. Did you ever do the raids? Did you ever try one of the raids? I never, never had enough I, people. I, yeah, I, I didn't get into the raids. Um, I I liked the story. I thought the story was good. I liked the way they did the story. They didn't have all these like big cutscenes or anything. They they gave the stories through audio logs and and different things as you went through. I thought that was great because as you're running around shooting things, you can hear the recording, and if you missed anything, you can always like replay it and like listen to it. Um, you can replay the recording. What what's that? Yeah, you can replay you the can, recordings. You can, you can replay the recordings. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, you go to your you go to your uh, collector's uh, collection thing and click the click the videotapes. You can watch the cutscenes. You can listen to the audio uh, files. So I, I I've always liked that about the the division. I really wish that division would bring back the survival. Survival in Division One was my favorite thing in Division. Right, the snow where you run around trying to find like warm clothes, get enough weapons, and then you have to get into the dark zone to get extracted within a certain period of time. I, I really like that. So go ahead, Sarge. What, uh, are you just <clears throat> playing Division? Are you are you diving back in? Like, are you are you doing homework no, and the research? New, the new Manhunt started, and so I started playing it again. And then as I'm playing, I'm like, man, I don't remember any of this. I had to relearn. I had to relearn how to play the damn game again. I'm trying to figure out my build. Right after the after the last patch, I think some of the things got changed around some of the gear, and so I'm like, I got to rebuild this thing before this Manhunt starts. I have no idea what I'm doing. I watched some videos about how to what sets of armor I should be looking for, and after watching three hours of videos of what armor I should get, I'm way more confused than I was before I started. Yeah, it's I I said all right last night I was like all right let me jump back in I know that, I know the update comes out tomorrow I was like let me just get familiar I opened the game up I was like how do I how do I look at my inventory how do I how do I do this I was like oh I I forgot everything everything. Oh. Okay, a thing today for the update, they they put experience or expertise points into the game, right? And look, this this is not me shitting on the game in any way, shape, or form, but this is no difference than a than what Avengers did with the champion points or any other game that put a a system in three years after the fact. Okay, like Division Two came out in two thousand eighteen. Reason reasons. Right, 2018. For 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 five years, <laughs> for five years, we haven't had the experience expertise system in the game, and now 
it's just the watch, but now for each individual piece of weapon or each individual piece of gear, right? And I don't know too much of it. I'm brand new at it, but all I know is that on a, on a, on a computer basis level, if I'm levels 1 through 100, the slider only goes from 0 to 100, okay? And that gun can only be a god roll for a god roll, right? Like, it, it goes max, but now it can go more than max, right? Which means they did two things. Either I'm going over 100%, or they slowly nerfed something behind the scenes, okay? And they diminished it, let's say, by 10%. And then every experience level you go up, it goes up 0.1 or... Do you know what I'm talking about? And it, and, it, and it adjusts it so it's back up to 100%. They're just trying to give reasons for people to play the game. Oh, well, now, let me tell you, when you play Division now, Division 2 now, you shoot with, the, with, your, with your Uzi or with your, uh, your SMG or your LMG or your assault rifle, or your shotgun, ding, up on the top. Expertise, proficiency, it, it pops up, and then the season thing pops up, and then your so leveling exciting. up pops up, and then everything so pops up. And then there's another proficiency because you're wearing a piece of armor and you got shot a thousand times. And then you have a grenade toss out. It's a proficiency thing. And then your knee pads get proficiency thing. And then your mask gets proficiency thing. Whole lot of reasons to keep on playing. Yeah, bing, 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 gotta get, bing, bing. Gotta get those numbers up. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely it's definitely got the endorphins moving because you see the things up on the screen going, ooh, I leveled up. Woo. Right, right. right. Imagine the guy who's at level 3,000 who now has to go back and play even more. Right. Well, they don't care. They've played it until level they, 3,000. That's right? correct. Now they're like, well, now I, at least I've got something to do. Right? Oh my God. That's, that's right. exactly right. Because they, they played to level 3,000 just because they wanted to play. But now yeah. they get to play and they actually go up and do something, right? So that's that's a bonus. That's a bonus. So obviously, it it's me just shitting on it a little bit. But it's it's look, I've always liked it. And let me tell you what I really do like about Division 2, Sarge, is they upgraded the graphics. And God damn, it looks fantastic on the Xbox oh, Series X. I don't know what it looks like oh, on the PlayStation 5. I'm sure it looks amazing. But visually, it looks fantastic. It's super crystal clear. And even the tattoos on my character's arm is like very detailed and everything's just detailed. You don't have that Vaseline look on everything anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's no more fuzz. There's no more the fuzz. Draw dis draw distance is crystal clear. It looks good. Uh, is there any other game that you've been playing? No, um, I oh, I did play. Uh, since we've been gone, since we were here, are we here? Are we there yet? We're always here. What is the name of that game? Uh, what the well, hell is the name of the game? Before we leave, or before? Yeah. Bef what what is it? What's it called? Before? Before? I think it's before we. Leave. I think it's before we leave. Before we leave. Yeah. I don't know what your camera's doing. You got the Vaseline on there on the on the lens. Before yeah, we so leave, yeah. I finally got off planet. Okay, without dying. Right? Got off planet without dying. And then, then what I happens? had to had to go to another planet and do it all over again. <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me?" I'm like, I, "I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm gonna leave the planet. I'm gonna leave how, the solar system." Okay. I'm like, nope. Okay, how? Got to land and do it again. How long did it take you to get off planet to go to the other planet to realize that you had to do it over again? Well, I had the speed set for double time. Okay. And I think total hours is like nine. So it was like four okay. and a half hours. That's not bad. I remember playing No Man's Sky when it first launched. And the object of the game was to get to the center of the universe, right? And then you <clears> get <throat> to the center of the universe 
or you can find these portals and try to like skip and hop to get to the center of the universe first. And you thought you were going to have like a 2001 moment. Yeah, I right? thought like... when you got to the end, there was going to be like something. And all you do is you go through. Oh, spoiler alert. First of all, it's only been out for six years. When you go through the last portal to get to the center of the earth or the center of the universe, just fucking start over again and do the exact same thing you did the last hundred hours of of going through getting to the center of the universe because was it real does it matter does it win and you and you go through the portal and then your ship is blown up again and you have to refix it and get you know obviously you have more resources and more things but yep. you have to go through the same i was just like bro i was like really i was like that is the game like once i'm done to the center i go back to the outer edge and come back to another center in a different parallel, universe parallel universe. Yeah, parallel universe right exactly it so, could be the Marvel one. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been one of the Marvel right. ones. Could have been the Spider Man universe, right? Uh, could have been the Star Wars universe. I I played this week. I went last. It, I think that's better. What's that? I think I think that if you finished No Man's Sky and you went through the portal and you started over Going again, the multiverse. It's a random. Oh, you don't know you're in a random universe. You it's start seeing universe. spaceships. Okay. Sometimes you see Mass Effect ships. Sometimes you'll see Star Wars ships. Sometimes you'll see <laughs> just, Star Trek. Ships. It doesn't matter. It's just it's all right? about. It, it just depends on what universe you're in. And right. you're like, wait a minute, I'm seeing Star Wars ships. I'm like, am I in the Star Wars galaxy? And then everybody you see Star Wars related. Yeah, be pretty good. That that would be a surprise. Be pretty good. That would be a game. What I what I would like to see, what I would like to see is. Yeah, you know, like a multiverse. Yeah, I would like to see a multiverse. And No Man's Sky is a cool game. It, it, I just didn't like the the once you get to the center, just doing the whole fucking thing over again. I had an experience this weekend, Sarge. I went to I wouldn't really say playing a game, but I did play a game. I went to an experience this weekend or last weekend um, at Disney Springs. Okay, at Meta or Facebook. Okay had a setup in this building that used to be Disney Quest, which then turned into the NBA experience, which then went bankrupt and then was an empty giant building. And they put this meta booths in and you got to try out the Quest. Okay. So this is my first time using the Quest. I've never used the Quest. I've used the other uh, other headsets before, but I've never used the Quest. So I put the Quest on and it was uh, demoing Star Wars Gal uh, Tales of the Galaxy's Edge. Right, which came out in November of 2020, so it's been out for almost two years, a year and a half, and it's a VR Star Wars game. Okay, now you remember how the Void was, right? Like when we went played the Void, it was really cool. Like it, it was, I would like to say it was almost like that, but the difference is obviously I wasn't walking around a, a studio. I was just I was in a, a a square room, right, with padding on the walls, mind you, because they they were afraid that people would like run into. <laughs> Fucking walls and shit. <laughs> they would. Right. They so would every, everything walls. was padded. Like the ground was padded. It was almost like an insane asylum, but with a VR headset. Okay. And they had like an iPad in the corner and they had the, they, the quest set up on like a little booth. You walk in and they bring you in and they start, they start telling you what the VR, uh, what the VR is. Okay. Okay. This is experience. You're going to play this game. You're playing a demo version of this game. It's going to, it's eight to 10 minutes, right? After they're done telling you how to do it, they 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 explain everything to you. They put the the headset on. They give you the the controllers. Like okay, just get used to it, right? And then you put the headset on. You stand in the circle and you have to play the game. Right? It's a demo. So I put the headset on and I play. Actually, let me let me see if I can show you what these um 
what this thing is. Stand in a circle, like an actual circle. Yeah, you have to stand in an actual circle. Uh, Star Wars VR, like Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. Gotcha. What's this now? Like a mark on the floor. Yeah. Okay, so this is the preview of it. I'll, I'll just put it on loop. I'll, I'll bring it up on screen. So it's it's a it's a it's a VR experience. Now, obviously, this is not my my uh, my footage. This is just footage that I got from YouTube. The preview, right? So you, you go on like a little mission. There's like a little quest that you go on. You have an inventory pouch that you have. In the demo, I already had stuff on me. So I, I looked down, and when I looked down, it was just like the void. Like you had a whole body. Okay, you saw your legs and arms, you saw the guns on, on top of your, on your belt and whatnot, and you would go around, and you would have to do these little puzzles and little things. There's like, I walked into this bar, and there's like food that you could eat, there's like machines you have to fix, there's uh, like a drum set you could play, and you actually are at Galaxy's Edge at, at Disney World. Like, you look out the window, and you're, you can look down at the Millennium Falcon, like, there. The game only takes about three hours to complete. It's a $20 game, okay? But it was really, it was really interesting when I was, when I was playing it. Now, I don't know. I, I didn't know there was Jedi Powers or anything. This might be a separate, a separate game. Or is this, you know, it looks like the same game. And the, the gunplay was really, really accurate. Really accurate, okay? And it was a cool, it was a cool little game. It was a cool little game when I played it. This got me thinking that, look, they set this whole thing up because they wanted you to test it out and they want you to buy a Quest and they want you to buy the VR headset, right? This sold it. This, this sold it for me. I was like, man, this, this seems really interesting. And let me tell you, it does it no justice when you're, playing, when you're playing on this, okay? When you're looking at this. But when you put that headset on, it's a completely different experience, and it's really, really cool. And I think this is like an expansion or whatever, because I don't remember seeing any of this. This must be an expansion that they're, they're, they're showing. Anyway, I really like this. I thought this was really interesting. Like I said, the guns feel, felt really good when you were playing. Yeah, I think this is an expansion. This is not what I played. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Tales. Ah, last call. So this is an expansion. September 15th. So this is really cool. So this is this is what uh this is completely something completely different. Unless unless this is out already from 2021. This might already be out. Uh anyway, I thought this was actually pretty interesting. I thought it was phenomenal. I was like, man, I just a couple of weeks ago I was like, what's that game that's gonna sell you to buy you a a quest, a VR headset? I said that's mm. that that Ghostbusters game would do it for me. And now that I tried out this Star Wars game, it was 20 bucks for three hours. Yeah. But I thought about it. I was like, 20 bucks for three hours. It's like a movie, right? It's like a movie experience. If I went to go see a two-hour film, okay, sure, I got to pay $300 for the fucking headset and, and, and for the VR. But it, gives you, but it gives you a reason. Right. So it gives for, you the reason. And you could play different ways and do different things. And I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. So I have to say, putting this on, and I was really amazed how the quest was. And then someone told me you could put, like, Steam games on it and through a PC emulator through the, through the quest. You could play, like, Minecraft. You could play No Man's Sky. And that would get me, if I could play No Man's Sky, uh, when the lady was telling me about it, she's like, on the screen, you could tell she wasn't a gamer. And I asked her, I said, oh, okay, so there's the left analog and the right analog. Does this make me look and does this make me move? She's like, uh. uh. She's like, no, they do, they do the same. And I went, okay. So then the screen popped up in front of me and it said, 
move by teleportation or move manually. And I went, oh, man. she's like, oh, just pick the one to teleport. I went, I'm a gamer. I moved over to manual and I started, I started moving and walking it. And it felt really good. The only difference was, was when I moved my head, it was free and I could move around 360, right? Like I moved my body, I could see all around me. The problem was the right analog would move the head, right? If you wanted to move the head. And the reason it would, so if I stood this way, but looked this way, I didn't want to turn my body. I could just turn my body, but it would move the whole body and the head, right? So if my head was there, it would move my head. And it would kind of give you this uh, weird feeling that you're like, well, okay. So you would have to look that way and then turn that way. It took a little bit to get used to, but besides that, I thought it was actually pretty neat. Um, the gunplay, the grenades, the the uh, it, it was real simple. I don't know if there was like a difficulty setting and they had it on the easiest thing possible. But it was really, really cool, and it made me want to get a, a quest system. So I think this Christmas, I might save up and purchase a, a, a quest uh, headset. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. I've been playing that. I played Division 2. Um, what else did I play? Oh, I went back to uh, Marvel Future Revolution, because they now have Scarlet Witch in the game. So I went back and played that a little bit. Um, that's about it. So that's about all the stuff we've been playing. I keep watching more and more of that Dune stuff. Oh, doing uh, Spice Wars? Spice Wars, yep. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Sean says it was like uh, it's, back it's when... Really, it's really going to really make or break it if, if when it goes to multiplayer, how the game's going to play. For for what? <clears throat> the PvP, basically. Player versus player. Oh, you're talking about, the, you... you're talking about VR still? With the... No, no. I'm talking about the, the Spice War game. Oh, the Spice War Am game. I, like, like if, if, if that version of the game comes out where it's player versus player, It'll actually be interesting to see how people will interact, because it won't be like a StarCraft game, right? It's not going to be like that kind of input, quickly run game. It's it's more chess. You know who can screw you with spies, who can screw you with diplomatic stuff. When I, when like, I saw that game, it's going to be interesting. I, when I saw that game, I was like, "This is this is sorry, just got written all over this. This is yeah." I'm, I'm getting ready. The, to, the, the, the only reason I think you wouldn't get it is because it was an early access. I was like, it's not complete. Yeah, but it's but the early access is really is really polished. Still like, not really done, polished. Still not done though. Well, yeah, I'm aware it's not done. They said it. Right? It doesn't just, matter if they, they said it or said didn't it. say it. it. I'm just letting you know. It's no, it does. It does matter when you say it's not done. When you say it's not done, you don't give a release date. That's why. Right. Well, but you're still paying for it, but at a reduced price. At a reduced at a, price. At a reduced price. Yeah. You're, you're game testing for them, and you're paying for their privilege. I get yeah. it. Not the first time. Well, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if they give you a a reduced price, and then when the game comes out, you own the you own the full fledged game, right? Because you help them test. I did that with Minecraft. I've done that with other games in the past I don't, as well. I don't know if you have to pay the difference or something. No, else. you don't. I'm not sure. You don't. You if don't? you buy it, yeah, I already looked it up. If you buy it at that price, that's what it is. But they, what they say in the in the description, uh, it could change at any time. It could change anytime. the price at any time. So get it now. Anytime. anytime. Right. Um, or you could be like other games that come out, and maybe I should just get it before I buy my PC. You, you yeah, you don't buy it on That's your PC now because you would have you would, you would it'd blow it blow up. You would you would struggle. It'd blow up. All right, it's time for the top stories. We're just gonna start off. We're gonna start off with Sony. It's just a news story. We're just going to tell you what the news is. Sony has shipped 19 million PlayStation 5 consoles to date. 
Now, this was three days ago, and there was another story that said 20 million, so maybe they sold a million copies within a certain beat, but or they just rounded up. It says Sony has confirmed its earnings report uh, that 19.3 million PlayStation 5 consoles have been shipped, with 2 million shipped in the, in the last fiscal quarter. A supply problem is uh, also by, by scalpers who buy up restock PlayStation 5 consoles and then also re resell them online. Uh, exorbitant prices. Legitimate buyers that want the PlayStation 5 console at fair prices are left watching the PlayStation 5 restock alerts and Twitter accounts, hoping it's quick enough to buy them up. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if the scalpers are buying them or not. That counts towards the 19.3 million sales. You know what I mean? It's not like they're... That's correct. Right? So <clears> They don't care who buys it. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't care who buys it. Listen, if you bought 1,000 units and put them in a garage somewhere waiting, they still sold 1,000 units. Yeah. Uh, in the earnings report, Jeff Keighley reports, Sony confirms that PlayStation 5 shipped 19.3 million units worldwide to date, 2 million in the, in the last quarter, and PlayStation 4 shipped 117.2 million units to date uh, since it came out all the way back when. Uh, Sony reporter also reveals figures of the game sales across PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 systems. Game sales have increased to 70.5 million, which is expected as more players get... Finally, get their hands on a PlayStation Five. Though these sales would still be limited by Sony's hardware supply, not meeting its demand, Xbox has policies for not releasing the exact shipments and sales figures for its consoles. But it is reported that the the month of March was one of the best ever for Xbox hardware sales. They want to hide the number until it's a high enough number to tell you that it, it did good enough, right? That's what they they want you to do. Uh, Sony reportedly had plans to redesign the PlayStation Five hardware in order to uh, to counteract the computer chip shortage. Uh, that is blocking the hardware production, but the rumor has yet to be materialized into reality. Both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X consoles availability has been hindered by the same computer chip shortage. And this means that whichever company has solved the issue first can increase the console supply. Yeah, but Microsoft has already beat them to the punch, right? Because the Xbox uh, Series S doesn't have a disk drive. I know the PlayStation also doesn't have a disk drive. But it's also the same size as the other one. This one's much smaller. If you notice, before even I before they even started selling them, I said Xbox Series S's will be everywhere. It'll be hard to find the Xbox Series X, and that's exactly what it is, right? Because they want you in their in their in their world. Um, it says 19.3 million consoles is no small number, though they still have a long way to go to hit the current PlayStation 4 sales figures, which is 116.9 million. Well, 117 now. Uh, so, yeah, there's not really a story there. I just wanted to let you guys know because there's. There's Xbox fans and PlayStation fanboys out there, and they like to hear certain numbers. So 20 million units for PlayStation 5 uh, at to this date and date. Uh, the next one, right into it, goes to Sony reports decline in PlayStation Plus subscriber count. Now, Sony's latest financial report indicates that noticeable dip in number of PlayStation Plus subscribers, though executives remain optimistic. So... While PlayStation Plus has been around significantly longer than Game Pass, each is still on their own main rivalry, okay? However, PlayStation Plus might have having a bit of a trouble, according to recent reports. Sony is struggling to retain the PlayStation Plus subscribers, with members falling noticeably over the last several months. However, Sony executives claim that to uh, un unconcerned by the report. According to the latest financial report, PlayStation 5 manufacturer Sony's uh, PlayStation Plus lost about 600,000 subscribers between December of 2021 and March of 2022. While uh, that may not seem like a lot of compared to the PlayStation 5's 47.4 million remaining subscribers, uh, it's still noticeable dip in the number of members. I'm sorry, it was 600,000. I said 600 million. Sorry about that. It was a, a this is misspoke. 600,000 subscribers they lost. Um, and this also reportedly only is the second time 
uh, PS Plus has saw a membership drop in the last eight years. In addition, the several uh, the, the the service also saw a decline in active users, defining the expected total number of unique accounts that played games or logged into PlayStation Network. Reportedly, Sony has lost about 5.9 million active users since March of 2020. Uh, so, okay, so but that's but that's easy. That's easy yeah. to account for. First of all, you have people who are graduating, done with gaming, and are going on with their lives. Right. You know, they have jobs. Thousands doesn't seem like a big, big number. You know. Hang on. They, they you, people move on. Not everyone's a gamer forever, right? You game, you graduate. Graduation just happened, right? Graduation just happened right? for the last six months, yep. right? So people move on. That's number one. Number two, we're out of the pandemic. Everybody who was stuck at home goes touch decided, grass, right? Go outside, right? touch grass. Go back outside again. So I'm sure that they're. I'm sure we can correlate this story with the story that said, at some point during 2020, uh, subscriptions grow exponentially. Sony goes crazy, like because all these people have nothing else to do but to sit home and play video games. But when the real world comes back, it drops down. Yeah. It doesn't mean it dropped down because they're having a massive crisis. It dropped down probably the to counter. What had happened over the last two years? Yeah, I, I don't think, look, and a lot of people are wondering, you know, I think Xbox is at 25 million subscribers. I think the last time they, they checked and PlayStation's at 47. So they could lose 50% of their, 50% of their, their subscribers and still have more still than, uh, or about the same as Xbox Game Pass. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't think they should worry. Like 600,000, think about this. 600,000 is less than the player base that plays every day on Destiny. <clears throat> right? This is one game. One game, 600,000 people that drop from a, from a subscription service. And all they have to do, this, this will come back super fast. Right? If they announce a game coming on the server, on the service, right? Boom. Everyone comes back and is like, oh, all I have to do is pay 14 bucks a month and I, I can play that game. And and that number will rise again, right? So I don't think I don't think they they shouldn't they shouldn't worry, okay. Now the next rumor, the next rumor because it is a rumor until it's not a rumor, okay, is that Sony maybe to buy Square Enix, okay. Now big companies are being acquired by bigger companies, and this is the world we live in now or right now anyway. Uh, Microsoft buys Activision, Sony buys Bungie, Embracer buys Crystal Dynamics and Eidos. And and now the last two examples will become relevant again. The time acquisitions are obviously not over. And the newest rumor is here. Sony might be buying Square Enix. Sony could buy Square Enix, according to a leaker. Jeff Grubb says, okay, I've said this a thousand times, but there's also always some uh, who is hearing it for the first time. We never really hear, uh, hear enough to report on acquisitions with any certainty. But Sony acquiring Square has a big rumor, but I cannot confirm that. And I continue to to know. Okay. We look. We know nothing. We have no inside information. I don't know. Nothing. Right. We know nothing. But when reports come out and you see certain things happening, okay, you start to put the pieces, the puzzle pieces together, right? You start putting the puzzle pieces together and know that well, something's happening here. They're dropping off companies. They're trying to trim the fat and then make their company look better, right? To bring the numbers up because if they if they drop the dead weight and the numbers that are doing good. For instance, Final Fantasy's uh, digital digital sales uh, for microtransactions and whatnot, that that would be good for them, right? Right, Sarge? Like, if they get rid of Marvel's Avengers and they get rid of uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, 
where they lost $200 million and they sold it for $300 million. Alleged, allegedly. Well, no, it's not allegedly. They literally they lost. Allegedly lost. They allegedly lost. They allegedly lost. Allegedly. All right. All right. It's not, it's not right, factual fine. money. Right? You, 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 you did your own defense on your own stream the other day. We're like, oh, we lost $300 million. No, no, no. Because that was over three years. And they, made, they said they made $10 million over three years. But they said they spent $200 million and made $10.4 and $10.8 million off of those. Right? So they got rid of that company because it wasn't as profitable. It, it, it is a profit. They made $10.4 million and, and $10.8 million. So it is profitable. They just weren't as profitable as Final Fantasy or as any other uh, one of those microtransaction games that they're, they're selling, right? So their gamble, their gamble is blockchain and NFTs. I can't imagine Square going to be around that much longer. Right. Well, I think they're going to they're going to sell. Look, they're already in bed with PlayStation. They've been in bed with PlayStation for the, for years, right? With it'll, it'll be mobile time for them. With Kingdom Hearts and they'll, and they'll make they'll make a mobile they'll make a mobile Square, RPG game. It'll be fine. Square wants to get into to live service games, right? And Sony wants to get more live service games. One of the biggest live service games right now is Final Fantasy 14, right? Online. So, look, uh this is going to happen in my opinion. Not that I know anything, but when? Don't know. But it is going to happen. If it goes to Sony, I think it's a big chance, but it's it's definitely getting bought by someone. When you trim the fat like that, you're looking to 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 make your company look more more uh profitable, more more uh, attractive. Listen, if I can it, it, this is all it's straight business, right? This is why gaming is being destroyed from the inside. Right. They have told you again and again that they can make a game costing half as much and make 10 times as more if I'm allowed to put NFTs or microtransactions or loot boxes or whatever else in it, and I put it on mobile, right? If I'm running a business, all you care about is profit margins and growth. That's what you care about. So if I could turn right. the gaming industry into me milking a cow, okay, then that's what they're going to do, right? That's the issue. The issue isn't that I'm mad about capitalism. The issue is is that capitalism wandered its happy ass over into gaming, okay, and shit on it and turned it into every other industry that there is. Right. Right? Every week we talk about stories that we would never talk about. Right, because it's not if, really gaming if, stories. If companies, yeah. if companies were just making a game and, selling, and a game. selling a game, there would be no conversation. You know what the conversation would be? Hey, Mike, did you play that game? Yeah, it was fucking great. Hey, yeah. Jim, did you play that game? Yeah, it wasn't that great. Hey, did you play this game? Hey, Smash says it was good. Let's try that game next. Like, that would be the conversation. Right. Now we're talking about sexual harassment, <laughs> stock prices crumbling, CEOs right. stealing right. from people, right. CEOs trying to kill people, trying to threaten people. Like, what are we talking about, yeah. man? Yeah. You guys have come over here and shit on something that was so beautiful and just Fun. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't hear about any of this stuff back in the day. Nothing. Right. We just made a game, Nothing. sell a game, play the game. That's all. Right. That's well, it. Well, speaking of of the way the industry is going, right? Down the tubes. Gin Ginshi Impact makes its devs one quarter of Bethesda's every year. Okay, so they make as much in one quarter. Okay. So Genshin Impact ranked in over $3 billion for mobile players in less than two years, according to the latest reports from analytics from uh, Sensor Tower. Okay. The free-to-play game is on pace to earn its Chinese developer, Mi, -Yo -Yo, Mi Ho Yo, an average of $2 billion or more. 
than one-fourth of Bethesda, which sold to Microsoft for $7.5 billion in 2020 every year. What do numbers even mean anymore, this, this article says. Okay. Exactly. As of 2022, Genshi Impact earned $567 million in quarter one, more than double its closest competitor. And it doesn't even look like it's slowing down anytime soon. Okay. It also reports that active users are up 44% since the same time last year. Genshi Impact's success is larger part thanks to overwhelming popularity in the Chinese players, uh, who are apparently responsible for just over 30% of the game's earnings on iOS or around $973.3 million. Uh, so it's so beloved in the country that in 2021, collaboration with Kentucky Fried Chicken Restaurants was shut down at locations of Sh of Shang-Chi. Uh, uh, yeah, Sh Shanghai. Sorry, Shang-Chi. <laughs> Shanghai. And uh, due to the massive crowds violating Chinese COVID-19 restrictions at the time, because they I guess they were playing mobile at AFC. Uh, it's easy to assume that the uh, the gotcha format is a driving factor behind these unbelievable earnings. And I don't doubt that Genshi Impact attracts its own gambling addiction whales, uh, dropping stacks of real cash in hopes of unlocking their favorite goat girl or angel boy. But from outside looking in, it's, it, it does appear that the casual players are at least getting their money's worth for thanks to uh, MiHoYo's frequent content updates and expansions. Right? This is the business model. This is the business why, model. Why is it? Why is it they use the Bethesda as the as the comparison to Genji Impact, right? And and here's and here's here's the thing that bothers I, I me about stuff why, like but... that. Yeah, I know. Okay. Once again, I said it a couple episodes ago. Their Bethesda is still mad. Yeah. That they couldn't charge microtransactions inside Skyrim. They're still mad. Yep. Okay. So do you think for one moment there's not going to be some type of MTX well, inside Starfield? Well, I, I don't want to go to that story just yet. I don't want to go to that story just yet. But yes, yes, I do. Um, so the next story I want to talk about before we go to the Bethesda thing, okay, is PlayStation is putting $300 million or more into their first-party games. And you'll understand, you'll understand, um, uh, oh, my uncle is calling me. Wish me a happy birthday. I can't pick up the phone right now. Uh, so they're they're investing three hundred million dollars or more into first party games, okay, and they're aiming for multiple platforms. Now the reason I'm bringing this up is because look at what Genshin Impact's doing, with how much money they're making, right, and how much they're comparing to Bethesda. Now PlayStation's putting more money into their first party titles to make their games better and put it on multiple platforms. Now the reason I bring this this title up or this thing up is also the next, it's just a, a lead into the next story. The next story is PlayStation AAA game quality would deteriorate if included in subscription at launch, Sony says, okay? Now, they're also investing the $300 million in first-party games, okay? Now, let me read this for a second. It says, we will refrain from making comments and competitor strategy, which is Game Pass. PlayStation executive to said, told investors during the company's latest financial call, our current thinking is if we have development costs, appropriate R&D investment for quality products, and it will improve the platform and we also improve the business in the long run. Now, just that sentence alone, it warms my heart because they're saying that they're putting more money in and they're going to make a game, sell a game. As much as we give shit to a lot of these third-party games that come out and first-party games, you know who you are, okay? Sony's first-party title games, they don't release until their game is complete, okay? 
yes, there was a couple of little glitches and bugs in Horizon Forbidden West, but overall, that game was a complete game, first party title game. The game, the the um, God of War games are are uh, are perfect as 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 fine tuned as they can be. Okay, you're always gonna get glitches and bugs in games. But do you get glitches and bugs that make the game unplayable, unenjoyable, and stuff like that, right? This is where the Bethesda charm used to come in, where they used to have glitches where your dragon would fly backwards in Skyrim, or you would do something stupid. All through the Right, and it would be fun. But then it just became more and more prevalent, right? So PlayStation says if they bring in, okay, AAA-type titles into PlayStation 5, it says if we distribute that on subscription services... We may need to shrink the investment needed for that, and it will deteriorate the first-party title quality that is out there and their concern, okay? And they don't want to do that. And it makes sense because if a game, let's name a game. What game came out first-party title that's not, oh, I got one, uh, Halo Infinite, okay? Halo Infinite was supposed to come out in 2020 when this console's launched, okay? Now let's just take Halo's a first-party title. God of War is a first-party title. God of War is not coming out on their subscription service, okay? On day one, Ragnarok, when it comes out, will be on the game, and you have to pay full price for that game, okay? And it might come six months, eight months down the line. They'll have a demo version for the $18 potentially. Halo, supposed to come out day one, gets delayed one year, okay? I think 13 months, actually, okay? Gets delayed for one full year, now, it didn't, it didn't launch with the rest of the game. It came out 14 months later. It launches, and it's not a complete game, okay? They blame the sales numbers on Betafield 2076 for not doing well because they came out and surprised us with the, yeah, right? They, they blame Shift, throw them underneath the bus. It wasn't because our game is, is not complete. It's because their game was incomplete, and it came out before our incomplete game, okay? So Halo came out. Now, it's one year later, and now seven months after that. So it's 19 months since they were supposed to release that game, and right now, co-op is not in the game. Right now, Forge Mode is not in the game. Right now, the game is not complete, and they released Season 2, and Season 2 is still buggy, broken mess, right? It still has problems, okay? So, 100%, if you just look at first-party titles, PlayStation's like, we don't want that. Whatever they're doing over there, which was the first sentence... We're, we're not commenting on other people, competitors' strategies. Their strategy is release a game regardless if it's finished or not because it doesn't matter because the first-party titles that we're dropping, there's so many other games that are out there. If this is broke, unfinished, buggy, they can just play other 100 games that are on Game Pass, and it's still a great value, okay? Think about that. 60% of the games could be shit, 40% could be okay, or I'm sorry, 30% could be okay, 10% could be great, but that 10% covers all the rest because it doesn't matter. Reasons. Right. So it doesn't matter that if it, if it was, right? Ghost of Tsushima was a masterpiece, uh, Viking says. Still is. Broken game is a broken game. Right. So first impressions are everything. And Xbox, I own all the systems except PlayStation 5, right? I love video games. I hate games that are not finished, okay? So going from that, here's, here's showing what PlayStation wants to do. PlayStation wants to uh, take a culture where they're taking a game, and obviously this, this could change. But I really think this is the way to go. So much so, I have two examples. Their AAA titles coming out, first party, obviously. 
for for PlayStation are top of the line. And if they if they were like a game, let's talk about Outriders. Okay, Outriders. Uh, where where's the uh, the Outriders conversation I had here? Hold on, I'm missing my. Uh, where the hell did I put my Outriders story? I can't find it. Oh, for God's sakes! <clears throat> anyway, Outriders is not is not making is it didn't make money. It it didn't make money. I think I, I think I closed out the. Uh, I think I closed yeah, out the story. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got it. it. I got it. it okay, Out, but it didn't make money because it wasn't sold. Well, Outriders hasn't made a profit and may never. It says people can fly is not upbeat about the game's financial performance. Now the game came out it was a forty dollar game. Okay, so technically, is it a triple A game? It's it's a oh. it's a it's a first party or it's a third party title, uh, and obviously they never said. A month before they announced it was coming to Game Pass, they started to market the game, right? It came on all the platforms and then said, pre-order it, pre-order it, pre-order it. No one was pre-ordering the game because they didn't know what the game was. They're like, well, is it, is it like Borderlands? Is it, is it like Destiny? Is it a live service game? They didn't know what it was. So Outriders decided that, you know what? A month before, I think it was like three weeks before, maybe it was like four weeks before, they said, Outriders is coming to Game Pass. And everyone was like, Woo, it's awesome. That's amazing. It's coming to Game Pass. We don't have to buy it. Outlets, IGN, and other game and YouTubers and content creators were like, you don't have to pre-order anymore. You can cancel your pre-order. It's on Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you don't have to pay for it. Just get it on Game Pass, right? So that means that the deal they have with Game Pass wasn't big enough. Right. Well, so That's much That's all that means. Well, so much so that Outriders came out and said, No, no, don't. Stop your pre-orders. Keep your pre-orders. Like it helps the company. Okay. Well, obviously, PlayStation and PC players, they bought it because they had to, right? Xbox is like way down. So whatever number they got from Xbox, okay, uh, for, for Game Pass didn't cover the remainder of what was happening. Okay. So Outriders was released on April 20 uh April of 2021. And developer People Can Fly publisher Square Enix the future of its looter shooter and will found it but, but inconsistent experience. The early the early signs were positive commercial response. Not really. The early when I showed it in November, they were like, ah, we don't know what this is. January, February, they're like, ah, okay, you're showing us more. It looks interesting. Okay, Square Enix boosted 3.5 million players the month after launch, calling it the company's next major franchise. Okay, then things went a bit quiet. By August, developer People Can Fly was grumbling about being left in the dark by Square Enix about how the game was doing. And now it leads them, uh, comes off as it looks like, not very well. A new financial report from Studio Addressed Outriders and says that while it was entitled to the royalty payments, should the game sell well enough, the group received no royalties from the publisher for the period of December 31st of 2021, meaning it didn't make its money back, right? Square, Square Enix just took all that money which means that their reporting date net pro proceeds from the sales outriders was insufficient and to recover the cost of the expenses occurring to the publisher to the developer. Dis distribute uh, and promoted the title and was confirmed by the royalty statement of the fourth quarter in 2021 received by the group of publishers. Now, suddenly not sounding like Square Enix's next major franchise, it should be kept in mind that the initial player figures were also boosted by the game being available on Xbox Game Pass from launch. So it seems that plenty of people just tried Outriders and Swifty moved on. Either they tried it as a demo or they played the full game. I played the full game. I played beginning to end without purchasing from Outriders. Thank you very much for being on Game Pass, right? Greatest value in gaming, right? But the company didn't get paid enough 
of that deal, whatever they did, right? So it didn't it didn't help them. Why? Because this specific game is a single-player co-op experience with no microtransactions. It's not a live service game. It's not. It's like a Borderlands game where it needs to sell DLC, which they are doing now. Meaning, so Outriders, so let's fast forward a year from now. We might hear that Outriders made money because now Outriders is on Game Pass, and now their DLC you have to pay full price for, which I think is another additional $40. Okay, so they'll make which that is, money. Which is really steep for DLC. Right. But it comes with that but, other game, but, right? You know? Yeah, but they're but they're trying to make up for the money they lost instead of just trying to sell the product now. Right, right. Now you're gonna instead of trying to sell that DLC for twenty five or thirty, they're trying right? to sell it for forty bucks. Right, they're gonna try to sell it for forty, which is what the game price was. So you're gonna get caught in this whole other thing where people are like, "Well, the game wasn't forty dollars to begin with. Why would I pay forty dollars for a DLC, which is gonna be half the, half the half of what the game is supposed to be?" Right, unless it, unless the DLC is an entire new game, is it? Uh, it's got right? it's got it's got more expeditions. It's got more loot and stuff on top of it. It's got a little bit more story, I believe. Right, I I I don't know too much about it myself, but the the reason I bring this up is Game Pass is great for specific games, and that yep. would be the first party title games that come with Xbox that Microsoft owns of the thirty eight studios, right? Because they can make those games and they'll they'll make some sort of uh deal with those first party title games like Sea of Thieves first party title and there's microtransactions they 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 got the Empire Store or the Imperial Store or whatever right they have uh uh State of Decay they sell DLC Minecraft they sell DLC right so it it's constantly being updated and they have they sell the DLC there's no microtransactions they sell season passes they sell game passes they they have all these other ways of making money off their first party titles Halo you buy $60 or play it for free on Game Pass, and then you have the free aspect of the multiplayer with the season passes and the cosmetics and stuff. So everything that comes out for the first-party titles makes sense for Game Pass. Now, third-party games, single-player third-party games that don't have microtransactions, don't have any kind of, of, of ability to sell stuff, gotta sell it. is not a good sign to be day one on release, right? Now, if Outriders came out, let's say... Four months later, six months later, made their initial sales the first month or two, and then six months later said, hey, we're now on Game Pass, right? Then that would boost up numbers because people that didn't play it would then jump in and then yes. start to do and then they could sell the DLC. Yes, but to be fair, to be fair, the whole Game Pass subscription model and the business model within, like what the deals are for each individual developer and what they're going to get paid to put their game on there is still new. They're, they're trying to fine-tune what it is to pay out these guys how much money, right? And let's not forget, people people who can fly over here, they were scared that they weren't going to sell. Right. That's why they got the Game Pass deal to begin with, okay? Right, to because they were, scared, they were scared that they were not going to sell enough copies, so they figured they could get a chunk of money up front. I put it on Game Pass, and then... Bait them in later and took them for DLC. And, and I, that's exactly what happened. And I, so I don't understand this whole conversation now where all the articles come out and now, oh, we don't know if we can make it. Well, you knew exactly what you were doing right. because you were concerned in the beginning. Yeah, they, You knew they, exactly they, what this was. They made a deal and the deal, well, maybe Square Enix made the deal or whatever. Whatever. Right. But they made a deal and it didn't, it didn't, didn't turn out for them. For this particular company, third party game, single player game. It's a very specific, right? Yeah. But it's single player. And that's what most first-party titles are. 
for PlayStation. This is why they're not putting their first party single player Spider-Man, God of War, Horizon, right? Yeah. This is why they're not putting him on day one on their streaming service because they want to make the money up front. And then down the road, they'll be like, hey, if you pay the $18, they'll throw it now on. Now you get it. Yeah, they'll throw it on down the road, right? Six months, nine months down the road. It makes absolutely perfect sense for those types of games. Now, where does Xbox fit with Game Pass? And this is where it fits, right? So it fits with a game like Trek of Yomi. Trek of Yomi, their new story is that Trek of Yomi made more money from Game Pass than from PlayStation sales, meaning that the money they got up front from Microsoft is more, right, is more than the money that they sold the games themselves off of, of, of actual sales of individuals. But also that studio is much smaller and they have much lower overhead. And this is why a game like this works for Game Pass, right? It's a single-player game, but it's an indie game, okay? So it, it would probably would have sold for like $20, $40, whatever, is it $40? I think it's $30, $40 on the marketplace, okay? It's a, it's a great little game. You play, play it in five hours. That is a Game Pass game, right? That is what the quality of Game Pass for third-party games comes in, okay? Small independent studio comes in and makes a game and says, hey, check out this, this new game that we have. You buy it on but PlayStation. Because you, you want the exposure. Correct. To, to be on that page with 100 other games or 99 games, to be on that page is, is saying something for small developers. Right. Right? It does say something because at least it puts you in front of the community and then someone will actually see you instead of them, instead of them having to worry about trying to sell their product. Now, I can also say the reverse of this, which is we're not living in the 90s where you have to pay a marketing firm right. to advertise your game that you're trying to push. I can start my own stream. I can, I can put myself in commercials on other people's streams. Like You can market yourself now. It's right. not like it's unheard of. But this delicate balance that they keep going back and forth with, which is Game Pass gives chunks of money out and we're going to be okay. And then a AAA guy is in trouble. Like it goes, listen, it's brand new. The deals are brand new. And each individual market in this area is brand new. Right. I I fully, fully see a lot of other companies doing the same thing. They make a mistake and they go under. Yeah. Right. But if people who can fly have good talent, the talent will always find a studio to work for. Well, also, the game just came out on May 2nd or May 5th, okay? The article's written on, just to put it in perspective, May 7th, two days after the game launched. So, obviously, the upfront money, let's just say it's like, I don't know, $10 million, okay? Two days. The game, so hasn't, I, the game hasn't been out long enough for you to compare the money. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Hasn't even been compared to money. But the obvious the obvious uh, talk about this is that small indie games find their place on a Game Pass, will find their place on the PlayStation Plus uh, store. Third-party, single-player games with no microtransactions, with no DLC in the future, right? Because Outriders didn't have DLC when they first came out. They wanted to see how it sold after now before they had DLC, okay? And remember what I said. I said that Outriders will have DLC six months after. They announced it seven months after. I was off by one month. And I also said it will be that model until it's not. Okay? Meaning, after this DLC, they might all of a sudden just say, you know what? Since we're on Game Pass, we're adding a season pass. Or we're adding some sort of microtransaction in the game. 
And yes, they'll get pushback because they said that they would never have, right? But what they said was when the game first came out, they said we are not a live service game. They said it's a complete game at launch. And they, they've, they've covered that, right? They've already had the game out for one year. That They released that game, and now they have DLC. So anything that happens after this DLC is a brand new ballpark, right? It's a brand new game. And I think if Outriders wants to make money going into the future, they're going to have to play ball the same way all these other companies on Game Pass do by putting either Season Pass or some sort of microtransactions or something to make people come back and play and buy stuff. For small little microtransactions, right? Because that's where Game Pass shines for AAA games, okay, for third-party stuff, right? Um, as far as as far as first-party title, there's going to be people in the chat that defend, well, Game Pass, the, we're not talking about the first-party title games. We're talking about single-player. Let me, let me make sure this is clear now. We're talking about third-party, single-player with no microtransactions on day one release on Game Pass and also at launch, okay? Where it's, for everybody else, they're buying it, is bad decision for those types of games. First party, 100%, because they're, they're building that game from the ground up to fit on Game Pass, which then goes to our next, our, our, our next little story here, okay? The next little story that we have here is that Bethesda. Bethesda... Because we're at the we're at the uh, the power hour here, Bethesda. We've made a decision. This was Bethesda's birthday present to me today. Uh, we delayed the launch of Redfall and Starfield for the first half of 2023. To the first half, meaning January 1st to June 30th. It could happen anytime in between that, right? And that's just tentative because it could get pushed back even further, right? Because they're not giving you a time, a date. They're just giving you a a span of time. Because they don't know what's happening. It says, the team at Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios Starfield have incredible ambitions for the games. And we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for the excitement for Redfall and Starfield. And the energy is huge. Part of what inspires all of us to every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share the first deep dive into the gameplay with both Redfall and Starfield soon, which would probably be June 12th. We just talked about this. Last week, Sarge. We literally just talked about this last week. Last week, there was a dev, an ex-dev, that talked about how the game didn't feel good. They said the flying was bad. They said the, uh, the engine was just really rough to work with. And this is the brand new engine that they've developed for Starfield moving forward into the next uh, area of what Bethesda's doing. And the developer, the ex-developer, said... It's not looking very good. There are certain things that look good, and there are certain things that don't, and, and he's kind of worried. And here we are, one week after last week's show, and Bethesda comes out and says, hey, uh, we know we said 11-11, 2022, but yeah, it's going uh, to be pushed back. It's going to be pushed back. Um, so we're okay, but, okay, but once again, I don't, I don't want to break up your flow. Sorry. But once again, we talk about this all the time. If you say right now that your game is not going to be done by November 11th, then you knew already yeah. that that game wasn't going to be done by the 11th. So why did you give us a date? Well, because you got those people under the gun, under the microscope, go, go, go. It's got to be done. And you and I both know it's not going to be. It's not ready. 
here here's here's a statement from from uh not ready Jason Schreier. Jason comes out with a tweet and links it to the Bethesda post and says last spring before E3. So we're talking this time last year. Okay. I spoke to some folks at Starfield who extremely worried about committing to an 11, 11, 2022 date based on the progress they made so far. Quote, next cyberpunk was the term floated around the studio. Okay. Good on Bethesda for delaying. He says, even after announcing that specific date. Now me and you always talk about this. Do not announce a date until you have and know that it can make that date. Like, make a game, sell a game. Okay? You know. It's not not a guess. Putting a date on a calendar is not a guess. Right. Do Do you believe, right, in 2022 that they don't know the time frame they need to complete certain tasks in a video game? Meanwhile, for the entire time from 90, 93 all the way up past 20. 20, or I'm sorry, 2015, when everybody was still making games, when a game was made, they told you it was done. Like, right. you think now they don't know? Yeah. Like, no, all of a sudden, they now know. they don't know? They know, right? It's a crock. It's a crock, We're, we're talking the people. You and I both know this. L- l- listen, the, the devs, when Jason Schreier talked to him in May or April last year, was like, last yeah, year. a year and a half from now, we're not going to make that. They knew they weren't going to make it. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. So, so we're talking. Look, we said it when they first announced it. We said, we'll see. We'll see. It'll probably get pushed back to 2023. And ta-da, right? Right, ta-da. And this goes to my next statement, okay? Look at, look at the, the, the first-party titles that have come out for Microsoft recently, right? We have to. Phil Spencer said, it doesn't matter what Halo does. It's not going to make or break the series, Okay. We're, we're literally t- 19 months from when it was supposed to come out or seven months after it came out, and the game is still needs to be worked on. Still not a full-fledged game, okay? And that's the Game Pass model, okay? Sea of Thieves, as good as it is now, when it came out four years ago, was an incomplete, very, like, low-amount game. You did three factions, three things. That's all you did. You did the mission after mission. Right now, Sea of Thieves is fantastic four years later. Fallout 76, before it even came to uh, Game Pass, it came out as a full-fledged title. They, they wanted you to buy it. Then it moved over to Game Pass. Fallout 76 was a shit game when it came out. Went to Game Pass. Almost four years later, that game's in a much better state, right? No Man's Sky. Came out. It was broke, buggy, incomplete game. And then all the features came in. And by that time, it was a, a, a year later or two years later, it came onto Xbox. And then it went... Str- Pretty much, I think six months after it came to Xbox, or out for Xbox, it came to Game Pass. It's been on Game Pass for like two, three years now, okay? And now, it's a much better game, okay? This is the this is the Game Pass mentality here, where you launch a game, and if it's buggy, it doesn't matter, because it'll, it'll still be there, and it'll, it'll play it. Bethesda, okay, was like, eh, we put Fallout 76 out there. This'll be fine, okay? So now let's say it comes out, the last day, okay, the last day of the of the, of that first half, which is June 30th, okay? June 30th, Starfield comes out day one, and people are going to be like, well, at least it's delayed because now it means it won't be buggy. And let me give you Exhibit A. Exhibit A, delayed game that came out that was still buggy, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was supposed to be out, and it wasn't supposed to be buggy. They pushed it back, and then it came out, and then it was buggy. 
Avengers got pushed back. It came out. It was buggy. Halo got pushed back. Still buggy. Uh, what other games, Sarge? Can you can you think of any other games? Uh, chat. All of them. All of them. Uh, help us out. Okay. So when someone I'll have, says, I'll have to give you a name. When All someone says that, well, this just makes the game just much better because now that they delayed it, it'll 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 fix it, right? Let me tell you, this is not going to fix the game. They're going to get by with the bare minimum, get it polished enough to give that facade of that it is, and then when it comes out, if people notice the problems, they'll fix it. They'll fix it over the next month. They'll fix it over the next three months. They'll fix it over the next six months, nine months to a year. And then two years from now, we'll all look back and go, hey, man, Starfield's a pretty good game now, right? Cyberpunk's a pretty good game now, right? Anthem was a pretty good game after, after it bombed and launched. You know what I mean? Like, this, just, this is just Here's a point. camp do you, do you think? Do you think they would have delayed it if they weren't bought by Microsoft? Um... I don't know. It's hard to say because they. It would all depend if they still had a deal with if their game you, was going straight to Game Pass. You, you know as well as I do, bro. It will. Well, right. Microsoft didn't buy Bethesda. That game would release in November. Well, what I'm saying is, if it all depends if they had a deal where it was coming on to Game Pass, regardless. Like if they if they had a deal where it was going to come to Game Pass, yes, they would they would deliver it, no problem, because the people that buy it buy it. Those are the those are the hardcore fans. They're going to defend it to the day they're, they're blue in the face until they're dead, right? They're going to be like, no, I love Fallout games. I love it. it, it yeah, but the, the deal for Game Pass didn't come out until after they were bought by Microsoft. It wasn't like they were going to go on Game Pass and then Microsoft Well, no, they already them. had their games on Game Pass. They already had ESO. They already had Fallout 76. They already had yes, Fallout. The, those were older games at the time, but didn't mean that that was going to come out right away. No, what I, I'm saying I, I understand is, that. What I'm saying is that if now that they have the money behind them to, to let them float another year because Microsoft is backing them, that that's why they that's why they delayed it. If they weren't being bought out by Microsoft and Bethesda had to stand on its own, I guarantee you that game would have came out in November. I, I think Halo has something to do with this. I do. I think Halo, now that Bethesda is attached to Microsoft and Halo came out broke and buggy and they're still fixing it, they're... Season three is about the same around time that that was coming out, okay? And I think because their first-party title, and, and Starfield's a first-party title, they can't have their first first-party title game still broke when the next first-party title comes out, big first-party title comes out, and then that's broke. You see what I'm saying? So Phil was probably like, oh, we just back this up a little bit. Let's get our shit together with this game first, okay? And then bring that game out. As the conversation we had before with Ginshi Impact and with uh, uh, Outriders, I still believe that Starfield is going to have an online version like a Grand Theft Auto Online, but labeled something like the Fallout 76 model, where you play the single, we talked about this last week, single player game on Game Pass, because it is going to hurt sales, right? Because... They're they're paying it for Game Pass. Yep. They're not people are not going to buy that game straight up. Okay, maybe PC players do if they don't want the Game Pass mentality, and they'll buy it on PC because of the graphics and whatnot. But most people are going to play this game on Game Pass and not buy the game when it comes to Game Pass. And I think that there's going to be a microtransaction, season pass, horse armor type of stuff. And this goes back to the conversation last week we had, where Todd Howard was always upset since Skyrim. It's in multiple documentaries, multiple, multiple interviews that they lost money because they made a game 
and everyone loved that game for so much and so long. They're still playing it. They had to figure a way, how do we make money off Skyrim? So we released it, 15 other versions of it, okay? And they put the store. They put the microtransaction store in there where you do the mods and stuff that you can get, sort of like the Fallout store, right? They, they left so much money on the table, like, well, we got to make money. So how are they going to do it? You know they're going to do it with, with Starfield. You know it. They made, they made money on Skyrim. There was no money lost on the table. The invisible table that they invented and the invisible money that they said they left on it that they didn't get because they couldn't find a way to monetize Skyrim more. That's a crock of shit. Video games have gotten to where they are right here from making a quality product, selling it to many people, and then for them to re reap the rewards and buy themselves a bigger studio and make the next greatest game. It's right. been going on for 20 years. You can't say all of a sudden now there was money left on the table and now all of a sudden they, they, they were missing out on money. I, I, another crock. Another question That's I have. Another question I have is, are they delaying it because, like, what? And I'm asking chat because I don't, I don't know. I'm asking, I'm asking chat because, what first party title games of Microsoft? Those of you that are real Microsoft, like, follow them, your fans. I'm not making fun of you in any way, shape, or form. What major first party title game now is coming out this year from Microsoft besides Starfield? Starfield was that game. Redfall was that other first-party title game that was coming out. What is coming out the remainder of this year that's a first-party title? Okay? And does Microsoft have other issues in the behind-the-scenes where they don't have another first-party title coming out in 2023, and they moved Starfield, and they moved Redfall into 2023 for that reason? Are you aware of the money that's not left on the table? By charging 22 million people $15 a month for Game Pass. That's like th over $300 million a month, Mike. $300 million a month. Don't you think for a moment that their first party title that might have sold maybe week to start, they could just float them some money? Of since course. that money, since that money they made for that month was money they were never getting anyway, that they just collect every month $300 million just because people are playing garage sale games on their system. Give me a break. I don't believe it. I don't believe for a moment that these companies can't be floated or taken care of. What they have to do is concentrate on stop worrying about a release date and your three-year development cycle, especially when you're under the umbrella of a major corporation and you're collecting money on the side for no reason, right? That just you make a game, right? right? Make the game. Update the engine. Do what you have to do streamline again figure out what it takes to actually make the game instead of being pressured to make the game and then once the game is complete then find a way to cut corners streamline the system and revamp and put some more money into the company but for us to believe right now that the companies are in tragic tragic state because covid and all this other nonsense that happened and because there's no microtransactions or because there's no season pass that these games can't survive like Companies can't make a game and sell a game. It's just impossible. Right. Like, I don't believe that for a moment. Not one fucking moment do I believe this. <laughs> it's incredible. Right? Oh, we're, we're trying to pump. Uh, case in point is Call of Duty and Battlefield. They are trying to pump out a Battlefield game every year. Call of Duty, every year. Right? And yes, they have three studios working on it, which means they all have two years to make a game. Right. So it comes out every year. Right? <laughs> Give me a break, guys. Uh, I, it just it just boggles my mind that the studio heads don't know that the game's not going to be ready, but yet the developers working on the game are like, yeah, this is not going to be ready for this for this time frame, right? And then they crunch, 
and they crunch, right? And think about this. They probably already put crunch time in because they had to hit that 11-11, and they, they can't. And now they pushed it back. So do you think that crunch is going to stop? No. Crunch is going to continue because now they have they're, – they're behind schedule. Because if they weren't behind schedule, they would have released it on time. Right, so now they're behind and they have to catch up, and they have to figure out what that date's going to no, be. There is no catching. I up. I know there's never yeah. catching up. In, de- in in computer development, you're behind and you're behind. You accept that you're behind. It gets the bigger game and bigger. Is, that game is delayed. Yeah. Right. I can make up any fucking day they want. Hey, Christmas 2025, with a big smile on my face. Right. And now we start developing the game. Right. And everything that happens that causes a setback in the development process is a delay. And so enough delays automatically means that you are not going to make it. It's not because it, it's not because there's no way to speed up the process. If you guys are trying to make the next best thing or the next greatest game, and you're using new technology, new engines, new techniques, whatever you guys are trying to do, it takes time, yeah. right? They want the same money that they made in the late '90s, early '00s to be every time they make a game. Now that's not how it works. I will say it every week. We are not making widgets, okay? (laughs) We're not making widgets. We are making a piece of art with so many variables in it, it's incredible. And the fact that these guys decide to put a date on something and then say, oh, uh, you know, we're not going to make it. So we're going to push it back to another fictitious date sometime in the future. How about you just wait till you make the game, right? How about you just wait until then? Put up, You know what? You know who still does it? Beyond good and evil. They didn't give a date. They just keep selling pretty trailers. It, it, and everyone's it, it, like, it'll be, out some, it'll be out sometime this decade. Yeah but, this decade. yeah, but we can't have a conversation about it. Right. Nobody's talking about the game like, oh, these fucking assholes. They, no one's saying a word. You want to know why? Because they're fucking ready. Right. right? They well, can just sit They can sit in limbo and show a pretty video of the game every fucking year. And when the game's finally ready, they're going to say, hey, guess what, guys? That game we told you about five years ago, it's finally ready. Well, well, I, I here, here's the next game we'll talk about, ready? Not tonight, but here's the next game I can see that's not going to be, it's going to get pushed back. We're going to see some footage in the next month or two of Skull and Bones, right? Skull and Bones, the game that was supposed to come out in, in 2017, it's now 2022, okay? Skull and Bones is going to get announced. They're going to give you a date, and everyone's going to be like, about fucking time. And then they're going to be like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to push back to, to 2023 because we don't know what Skull and Bones is going to do. Skull and Bones. Trash fire. Don't 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 touch it. Don't touch it with someone else's hands. Okay. Trash like, fire. Just just stay away from skull skull and bones. I, did I did I say it on the show last week? I didn't. I'll show, I'll tell you. It it was brought up by one of the developers and one of the guys who actually t- play tested the game. Skull and bones, by the way. He says that you don't get off the boat, right? But your ship needs resources, right? And they said one of the ways to get resources was a ship that you had to drive your ship up near a cliff, and then you fire the cannons into the cliffside to get stone as a resource. Fucking dumb. Are we, are you guys joking? Are you joking? (laughs) And he said, no, I'm not joking. That's how they're getting resources. I'm like, I'm fucking out, man. You, it's 2022. I'm collecting resources by driving my boat up to the side of a cliff and firing my cannons into it. Are you serious right now? You're having fun, Sarge. It's fine. Fine. So, the next story I want to talk about, we're, we're, we're talking about Microsoft. We're going to go into Halo, right? This is not me making up stuff. This is, this is Halo is in trouble after messy launch, okay? So 343 Industries, Halo Infinite released in November of 2021. 
is once again in trouble after a messy launch. The game's second season of content, dubbed Lone Wolves, launched Tuesday to introduce new content and give the game a new uh, set of wings, which broke the game. <laughs> 343 Industries <laughs> has acknowledged the pitfalls of its uh, concoction uh, uh, of new content, bugs, and baffling changes, and it's currently reviewing options on how to remedy the situation. Okay, so Joseph Staten, this guy, this guy must hate his life right, uh, right at this point. Hey Spartans, this week has uh, has been bumpy. Okay, that definitely has wasn't our goal. Are you sure? Because you guys are nailing. You guys are nailing uh, bumpy rides since the game launched. Uh, we indeed taking your feedback to heart, especially regarding map jumps and speed running, and we're reviewing options and we'll have more of the news to come. Okay. Uh, admittedly, the, uh, the players welcome the new content brought by Halo Infinite Season 2, likely newly added maps, unlockable cosmetics, and new multiplayer modes. King of the Hill and Battle Royale-esque Last Spartan Standing, however, is according to Polygon, the new in-game challenges have been incredibly buggy since the launch of Season 2. For example, challenges related to the Last Spartan Standing weren't tracking properly, and numerous traversal methods employed by high-level players were removed from the game. Additionally, the update also removed speedrunning exploit, which options to hijack Pelican dropships or weapons jamming without the sort of warning, something you don't want in the middle of your Halo Infinite multiplayer session. Now, 343 Industries acknowledged that this wasn't intentional and working on a fix for this issue. As far as the rest of the issues plaguing the game, the fans' feedback came fast and furious and every line of praise about the new update, and they were at least three lines of criticism towards the game. So every one line of good, there was three lines of bad. Now, I will. I said this on my stream earlier this week. There was a speed thing when... when um, when No Man's Sky first got launched, you used to walk really slow. And then someone figured out if you could press the R button and then launch yourself, the RB bumper, and then launch yourself, like you would punch and then jetpack, you would do a, a fast jetpack thing, right? And it was a bug. It was such a bug that... Cool bug, though. Yeah, everyone was using it. And Sean Murray came out and said, well, we're going to leave that in the game because... It makes the game better, okay? So there's a similar glitch in this game for speedrunning, okay? And the speedrunning exploit, they took out of the game, which now the, the fans are pushing back saying, you need to leave that in the game because people that mastered it, it was, like, it was part of like an advanced type of thing, right? Yes. So that, that's what I compare that to, where it's a bug, but it's a good bug. Sort of like, remember when Destiny had, um, what's the weapon that had the laser? Uh, I forget what gun it was. It was a hand cannon, or not the hand cannon, the... Uh, ice beam? It was ice beam or laser beam. I forget, chat, Destiny players, put it in chat. What was the one where we, we were playing laser tag? Remember when we were playing laser tag and people were just getting d demolished? What, what was that? Okay. That right there should have stayed in because it made the game better. Yes, Prometheus Lens. Thank you, John Williams. Right? That is what made the game fun. And they should have left it in the game, but they nerfed it and they fixed it. And Bungie's like, get off my lawn. Right? Type of thing. So this is one of those things that they should have left it in the game and they fixed it and they're going to put it back in the game. So, look, I'm not shitting on 343 Industries. 343 Industries is shitting on themselves. Right? They can't get out of their own fucking way when they're making a game. And it all stated before they even launched it, Sarge. When we saw it, Way back when, when Phil Spencer said it doesn't matter because it's not going to make or break the franchise. And, and here it is. It's not going to make or break it because the people that are playing the game are, love Halo, right? 
people love Halo or are going to play Halo, and they don't care if it's a broken game, they're going to play it. There's still people playing, look, there's still people playing Battlefield 2042. They know it's a piece of shit game, they know it's broke, but they want to play it because there's, in their head, there's nothing else to play, and they want to play that. Okay. Pretty sure it was, uh, I was first. Oh, with the, for the, oh, you were. I Look, we're giving points. Points. Wolvie got the point. Sorry, negating the point from John Williams. Wolvie got the point because he put it in Prometheus Lens first. Uh, Wolvie gets the square. Wolvie gets the square. <laughs> so, so, 343 three, three, is just in, look, speaking of Bungie, 343's best Halo is Bungie's worst Halo. You understand? The worst Halo game that Bungie made when they had Halo is still better than 343's best Halo attempt. Okay? And they can't get out of their way. At this time, okay, you got to look at 343 and go, uh, should, we take, should, we take this, should we take this away from them? Should 343, this is my question to you, Sarge, should 343 lose the Halo franchise and should they give it to somebody that can actually do it? You think they should lose it? Not about losing it. No, I'm asking you. Do you not, think three four three should lose the the rights to Halo and they should give it to a different company? Chat, I'm asking you. Do you <clears> think <throat> that three four three should lose the license and they should give it to anybody else? Anybody. Let anybody else. They take have a 38 shot. studios. They have 38 studios. They can give it to. Right. Let, let, let anybody else take it. Hell, you at this give... point, they've had three chances. Let anybody four. else take it. Four chances. Right. This is their fourth. Let anybody else take it. Anybody, yeah, right. It's it's bad, and, and, or or at least have a field trip, right, and go visit Bungie, right, and sit down with the guys who made it and go. Can we talk to you about how you made the game. How about that? How about that? How about just a little camaraderie between people who knew how to make a game and those who are trying to learn how to make a game. Nobody's perfect, okay. But you gave the you okay. Listen, if three four three were working on Outriders right now, nobody would say a word. Not a word. Right. They'd be like, good job, 343. That's a pretty cool game, right? But because it's Halo, it's beloved. It was the start of Xbox. It has roots, right? At least give a shit about it. At least want to do well with it and don't treat it like we're just trying to make a game so people come over and buy Game Pass. Like, if that's the way you're going to treat Halo, then you don't fucking deserve it. Give it to somebody else. I feel the same way about the Star Wars games. Same deal. Give yeah. it to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Spe speaking of uh, speaking of losing losing games, right? Let me let me go to the next story of uh, let me let me bring it up. Where 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 is it? Do I have it? I thought I had the so I thought I had one where the FIFA. I thought I had that the story. Maybe I close it down. I can find. I apparently I lost the story of uh EA. Um so EA Oh, here it is. I got it. So the story is that EA Sports, right? EA Sports was like we're making billions of dollars, right? We make billions 5.3 billion dollars a year in FIFA. Just FIFA. Just FIFA with microtransactions for 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 
the the not the the ultimate team, the ultimate team. Okay, EA Sports ends partnership with FIFA. Okay, and will still release a 2023 game per report. So they have one more in the in the in the pipeline for FIFA by EA. So it'll be EA FIFA 23. That's the last FIFA game that they're they're coming out with. Then EA is coming out with between EA. It's called EA Sports. Uh, I'm sorry, it's called EA Sports FC, which I've now labeled EA Sports Fuck Customers. Okay, that's 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 what I that I think the the soccer is going to be called. Okay, so once the deal expires, the video game series once known as FIFA will go by the new name EA Sports FC. Okay, the biggest change to the game will be the World Cup itself and other FIFA controlled events will not not be featured. Though most players and clubs will still be usable, still it's notable rebrand for a series that reportedly generated more than $20 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Now, according to uh, Panja, FIFA received $150 million per year from EA Sports and was seeking to more than double that. So they wanted $350 million. Actually, they wanted $400 million. So they knew how much money they were making. Okay? They knew how much money they were making, and FIFA said, we would like to renegotiate our contract so we can get double. $350. I think they asked for $400 million, if I'm not mistaken. And EA said... Asking in proportion to what, how much money they're making. Correct. And EA said, go fuck yourself. We don't need you, FIFA. So they went behind FIFA's back knowing that the contract was coming up. Okay? And they approached all the big teams. And all they have to do is get the big teams to sign in first. And then all the other teams will just fall into place. Right? So they approached Manchester. And they approached Milan. They pro promoted all these guys and said, hey, will you be in EA Sports FC? And all of them said yes. So, which then makes a line of the other things. So th now this doesn't mean that they're exclusive to EA. FIFA also gets them because they're part of FIFA's organization. So they get their names as well. So it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, I'm assuming that EA is spending less money because less than $150 million, or they just hated FIFA and they didn't want to give them the money. Okay. Because I would like to know what the breakdown was as far as FIFA gets $150 million. What do the clubs get from that, or if anything? Okay. So now there's going to be multiple soccer games, which I think is actually a good thing, right? Because now you'll have EA Sports uh, FC, you'll have FIFA, whatever they make, or whoever, I don't know who they're making their game, because FIFA doesn't know how to make games, right? So they have to find someone to make their game, okay? Then there's going to be, uh, I think there's um, Pro League. There's other companies now that can all, so now we're going to have multiple soccer games. It's going to be like back in the day where there's like 15 baseball games, you know what I mean? Right, RBI, but at least it's competition. Right, competition. But at least it's competition. Right. I would like to see them happen with Madden, with other football games as well, but I think we have another five years of that. But I do think it's funny that EA was like, we make $5 billion a year. You're asking for $400 million? Fuck you. You're out of here. We're going to take your $150 million. We're going to pocket it. That's a bonus for somebody to get, to get something, right? Yeah, it is. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Watch, watch. You'll hear in the news that sometime in the near future that somebody from EA, one of the CEOs, gets a hundred and fifty million dollar bonus or some shit. Of course, that'll be the FIFA. That'll be the FIFA money. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna be glorious. You'll be a, you'll see someone uh, someone just bought a hundred fifty dollar a hundred fifty million dollar bonus uh, check for this year because he sold uh, more microtransactions than anybody else, right? Which is a, one of the actual one of the other stories, by the way. Um, next story I want to talk about. We already killed this game. Abe called a couple weeks ago and already killed this game, but we, we, Abe, Abe is calling back. 
been vagoted again. First time in GXG history. First time in GXG history, Sarge, that one game has been vagoted in one month. Okay? Twice in one month. Okay? It's amazing. Or within four, four weeks. Uh, Babylon Fall. Okay? Babylon Fall hit a rock-bottom concurrent player for on PC, okay, of one. One player. It was Toby. <laughs> it, was, it was Toby McTire, okay, McIntyre, from Spokane, Washington. Okay, congratulations, Toby McIntyre from Spokane, Washington. He was the last player to, to be on for Babylon for Babylon Fall. <laughs> he, he, he made it. He's the only person that was playing I, Babylon Fall on PC. I love, I love the fact that it says Concurrent Player 1. <laughs> yeah. That's like the sequel to Ready Player 1, right? Concurrent Player yeah. 1. Concurrent Player 1. Yeah, so, that, is, that is priceless. According, according to uh, Steam Charts data, which claims that the game fell just to a single player at midnight, BST, on Wednesday, May 4th, uh, it was credible stat comes just two months after Square Enix title released and follows weeks of dwelling players counts on PC, which only launch platform and can reliably track. Now, Babylon Falls also available on PlayStation consoles. According to the uh, same data, the online brawler failed to attract more than 77 concurrent players at, at any point this week. Uh, this title has averaged 64 concurrent player bases over the last 30 days. That's a record, Sarge. 64 players concurrent. Average for 30 days. Uh, and this is in comparison to Marvel's Avengers, which is a brand as a failure by Square Enix, and averaged 276 to the other Square Enix online game, Outriders, which averaged 862 concurrent players over the last 30 days. So Babylon Fall has widely uh, panned critics with the launch in March. So it's an absolute clusterfuck of a game. And I'm sure someone in the chat will come out and say, but I, it's a good game, 30. It's, it's a fun game. It's, it's a dead game. It's an MMO, by the way. It's a, it's a looter MMO. <laughs> one guy, one guy playing it. Toby, Jesus, Toby McIntyre. You must have a hell of a time getting through all the NPC monsters because there's nobody clearing them away. Yeah. It's, it's just like a, <laughs> just a wall of guys he's got to get through every time he logs on because nobody else is clearing the zones. Uh, I'll tell you what, whoever that guy is, the real name, I don't know. But whoever that is, he should be a YouTuber and make content for Babylon Fall just constantly. Just by himself, just constantly. If you guys are wondering about this game, and he tells the, 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 the stats and the, and the roles and the builds. No one cares about the game, but he should just fucking just double down on it. Like, he'll be the master. He'll be the master of but, Babylon Fall. All right, but let's, but let's not forget, in all honesty, okay, without all the online leaks and people who rat out their company and people who just say shit online 24 seven that there are games that never make it to market. There are games that are, are released. You never hear about them and they die. This happened many years ago, but because we have the internet, we get to hear about most of these games now because somebody somewhere knows something about it. And so they're going to make an article about it. So this is not like a surprise or everybody should be upset or, or we're picking on people because of whatever reason the game company sucks or this game sucks. Like, there, there have been hundreds of games that either have not made it to market or were released and died all the time. Right. 
right? We just happen to be knowing about them now, and we talk about them because it's funny. Right. That's right. that's it. That's the only difference. Otherwise, it's entertainment. It's been happening. It's entertainment. It's been happening. So, you know, Microsoft and PlayStation. Everyone that's a PlayStation fanboy or a Microsoft fanboy, they always talk about how much money or games or whatever they make, right? And they're they're like, ah, oh, they outsold PlayStation. PlayStation outsold Microsoft. Meanwhile. Crazy Uncle Nintendo, okay? Crazy Uncle Nintendo is just sitting back, outselling them all, okay? Outselling them all for, for consoles or whatnot. And people don't compare it because it's a mobile it's a mobile device, right? It, it could be played at home, and it's also a mobile device. Okay, Nintendo, full, full year sales at $13 billion with hardware held back by chip shortage, okay? So... That's because people had to keep buying controllers. Yeah. Report those, those, those pieces of shit controllers that drift. That's why they had so much hardware sales. Yeah. Nintendo reportedly hit sales for fiscal year ended March 31st, hit 13 billion compared to 13.48 billion a year earlier. Okay. Semiconductor shortages in tough comparison to previous years. Big sales for Animal Crossing led to lower overall sales compared to year over. Analysts expect Nintendo to report revenues of $3.34 billion for the fourth quarter. Fiscal quarter ended on March 31st for the full year. Analysts also expect revenues for $16.59 billion. Operating profit for a full fiscal year was $4.54 billion, down from $4.91 billion the year before. Profit are... are, are uh, Owners and parent company was $3.66 billion compared to the $3.68 billion uh, year earlier. The Switch has now topped 107.6 million hardware units sold, with overall sales now beating the Wii, cons the Wii console. Uh, in the fourth uh, fiscal quarter, end of March 31st, Nintendo shipped 4.1 million Switch consoles, and it means that it sold 23.1 million units for this full fiscal year and hit the uh, revisited target of 23 million, down 20% from the previous year. Uh, Pokemon Legends sold 12.6 million units during uh, uh, the quarter. So, like I said, everyone's always talking about Microsoft and PlayStation. Meanwhile, Uncle Crazy Nintendo, uh, Crazy Uncle uh, Uncle Nintendo over here is just racketing. That's just hardware sales, hardware sales of actual consoles being sold. Well, what they're not telling you is is that all the people they sued for copyright infringement they they they, they, they right. put in that's, the that's hardware. What actually, that's what they're actually. <laughs> yeah, they put that into the hardware totals. That's why. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. So, so crazy, Sarge. I don't know if you've seen this. I, uh, this morning I showed it, and I'll, I'll do the same example uh, right now. Okay, I'm going to bring up the the new the new Nintendo Switch controller. I have a prototype here in front of me, Sarge. If you can't see it on the screen, um, this is the new prototype uh, Nintendo controller. I have it right here. Uh, don't mind. Don't don't worry about the colored buttons over here. With the uh, they put the wrong buttons on. It's the A. A, B, X, Y, they're in the wrong order than the picture. Uh, but this is the prototype of, uh, of the Xbox controller. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, of the uh, Nintendo new Pro controller. Uh, can you see the difference, Sarge? Do you see all the differences that, the, that, that Nintendo made compared to the Xbox controller? Yeah, hold it up for a second. Can you, can you, see, you see the differences? Right, you got an extra button above that. Yeah, you got three extra buttons in the middle. Yeah, three extra buttons. Okay. No, John Williams, this is not going to infringe on patents, and here's why. Are you ready for this? Oh, oh, they switched the X and the Y and the A and the B? That's correct. Woo! So 
sneaky. Don't, don't quote me. Don't quote me. But I believe, I believe you have to switch seven things on something to to shape it as your own. Okay. So what they've done was the the A, B, and X and Y swapped. Right. So A went to B and B went to A and X went to Y and Y went to X. Okay. And then they have a middle button in the middle. And then they have two extra buttons up on top. And if you counted with me now, four buttons plus three buttons is seven buttons. buttons. Okay. It's like four minute abs. Now there's three minute abs, right? It's, it's, they've, they've changed it. It's, it's not the same. Okay. So there's extra buttons on the controller. I guess the Z buttons are, uh, I would assume on the back, I would assume that it's the, the bumpers and the triggers, just like the, the Wii remote. It's the same. Right, you have a bumper and a Z button, right? Yeah, so you you have the same. So they literally stole the Xbox controller and just fucking shifted it. They're just like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna steal it from you. Now on principle, X Microsoft's got to sue Nintendo on principle. <laughs> Nintendo sues everybody for every little thing possible. Microsoft has got to sue Nintendo just one time right. for this. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, I just think it's funny that they 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 did it this way, like. Oh. Can't they make up their own controller? Oh, and and by the way, can't they make up their own? You you know it takes time to invent you know a mold well, for a controller. They all also kind of they you know also that, right? promote that the new Switch controller that promises promises no, yeah, no yeah. drifting ever. Get the fuck out of here! No drifting ever. Please, please stop. What they don't right? tell even you? My, what, listen, what? even my Xbox <laughs> controller drifts after a while. The 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 zero point for the for the analogs just it gets dirty. Yeah. The, the steer the servos get dirty. That's what happens. Well, what they don't it's tell you un- is undriftable. Yeah. Please. Right. Please. It goes to show you that the uh where it says ever in small fine print under no drifting ever, it says may vary with everybody's person with, with, with dirt on your hands and fingerprints of that. Right. It's like real fast, you know, when they do the commercials and it's like micro machine guy telling you it it will never drift if you follow these exact instructions, right? It'll never it'll never drift. So so uh yeah, I just think it's funny that they 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 t- and of course they all steal it. Look, I I personally love the Xbox controller because it just it just feels good in your hand. Where the PlayStation controller is just a small, just a little smaller, and it's got that little extra gap in there. I get I, I, get, I get more of that lobster claw. When yeah, I play you get lobster claw. Yeah, I have big hands. Yeah. My hands are big. Look at the size of my hands. <laughs> yeah. First says, "Give me three months with that controller. He'll, he'll get he'll get drift. He'll get drift." <laughs> So the next story is EA, okay? EA doesn't know what the fuck they want to do, okay? Well, actually, they do, okay? So Betafield 2076, as everyone else knows, as Battlefield 2042. Betafield 2076, oh, I said the, I said the word, Sarge. Hold on, I got I to gotta play the, uh, I don't even know if I have the, oh, here it is. You have to play it. You have to play it. Okay, so Battlefield 2076, Battlefield 2042 is using Vince Zampella's slash respawn model now on EA's uh, for, the, for, the, for Battlefield, okay? Despite all of that, Wilson said that today in the quarter four, Call EA isn't giving up on that game or the series as a whole. We take a long view here, and we said in response to the questions about EA's relative silence about Battlefield 2042 over the past several weeks, this is one of the greatest franchises in the industry 
Yes. And you completely destroyed it like Disney destroyed Star Wars. Built by one of the greatest teams in our industry and our expectations is that the, we will continue to grow and relay important parts of the portfolio for many, many years to come. Now, Wilson's optimism seems to stem largely because involvement of Vince Zampella, the co-founder of Infinity War and Respawn Entertainment, who has given the overall creative control. Now, Battlefield series in December of 2021, Battlefield developer EA Dice is also under new management. Studio general manager also announced his departure from the same day that Zampella took the Battlefield uh, reins, and he was replaced by uh, Rebecca uh, Cortez, formerly of Ubisoft. Okay. So we've got an incredible leadership over here on the team, and we're thinking about the development process from the ground up, and we're really using this kind of Vince Zampella slash respawn model to get that so it's fun as quickly as possible, Wilson said. We've been doing thousands of updates for the community, working on quality of life, and really getting the core, uh, the core game right. Quote, I think there's still more to work for us to do. Oh, you think? And there's the team is committed for doing all the work for the community. And beyond that, once we get to the place where we feel like we're in the right place with the core experience, with a core game, and then we should expect us to invest and grow beyond where the game is today. So basically what I hear, Sarge, from, from this is that they're trying to make Battlefield 2042 into Apex Legends, but in the universe of Battlefield universe, right? Yep, because they want to keep, they want to keep the, uh, the specialists, right? right? Right. Right. So, so much so that the next story lines right up into it. EA's live service Battle Royale game has now generated $2 billion in earnings. So when you read an article that says that they want Zampella's recipe for Apex Legends going forward, this is what they want Battlefield to make. They want Battlefield to make $2 billion in earnings. So going forward, I would assume that the Battlefield series will no longer be a $60 title. I see, I see a future, Sarge. I'm getting... I'm getting a proposition here. I, I, I see Battlefield 2042's next title, whatever it is, coming out as a free-to-play model, right, and being a, a hero shooter. Is this where they're going? Do you think this is where they're going? I, I just, I just can't believe that Battlefield's come so, co-farge into the ground. I really can't. Uh, they're, they're, they're total blind. They're totally blind about making a first-person team-based shooter, and they're so concentrated on making microtransactions and the free money that comes with uh, the hero shooters that they just can't make a game. They just can't make it. You right. can't make a Battlefield. It's just not profitable, right? Because all the ones that came before it weren't profitable, right? So now we have to make Battlefield into Apex Legends in order to make money. It's just sad, man. It's sad, right? I, I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for an independent studio to see the giant hole that is first person team shooters, and for them to come out with their own version and to blow everybody up, like literally just blow them up, right? And be like, this is this is the team shooter right here. We we got everything you're supposed to have, right? Full teams, missions, voice, scoreboards, everything you're supposed to have in a first person shooter team base. Everything. Right. I can't wait. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for someone to drop a bomb on everybody else. I mean, obviously, I think Battlefield is going to come to Game Pass. I've been saying it. Um, so it says third-party video game giant res uh, responsible for the series like Battlefield, The Sims, and Need for Speed uh, revealed that Respawn Entertainment Battle Royale made $2 billion in earnings since it arrived in 20, uh, 2019. Now, 
uh, that's perhaps the most impressive as highlighted by the by other sister site uh, uh, push square. In fact, the return of Apex is actually improving. The society returns to the post-lockdown state. The most recent fiscal year, the game uh, experienced a 40% increase in earnings. EA is expected the profits from, the, from this title to improve with the release of Apex Legends on mobile devices next week. And Sort Income Plus uh, puts the live service title up and their popular mobile titles such as Pokemon Go, which banked $5 billion in five years games, like Ginchi Impact, also reportedly making a billion dollars a month. Okay. So, uh, so further notes that EA generated $5 billion in total last year from live service games and other games compared to $2 billion. It's just full games mad. Okay. So, I mean, they're just, they're just but do you see, but do constantly you see the, printing money with these microtransactions and whatnot. Yes, but do you see the discrepancy between a, a Genji Impact game and a game that actually takes time to make? Like, gaming's going to go down the fucking drain, bro. Like, they, as you see AAA titles now and we see indie titles, that kind of ratio, we're going to see the same thing for all games, microtransaction games is live service. And then the indie games are going to become like the games that we grew up with, like a single player game that we want to try because everybody wants the moolah, man. Like if I make if, if I spend a hundred million dollars and I only get back three fifty, Okay. Meanwhile, the guy that makes the mobile game makes a billion dollars a month. Right. Right. What do you think I'm changing my business model to? Right. <clears throat> so this is a no brainer. We're going, the gaming's going down the tubes, man. Right? The only way it stops is they get bombarded by all these games for the next five to ten years, and everyone's like, I'm done playing these mobile games. I'm playing $10,000 a year in microtransactions. Like, people have to wake up, because all these games can't be running for everyone's time, because once again, time is a currency. Right. Right? Not everybody has time to play all these damn games. Did you see the uh, the next story I want to talk about? Did you see the Gotham game, Sarge? Did you see the uh, the footage of the Gotham game? The footage, the new one? No, yeah. just that first trailer a month or so back. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up on screen, not the footage, but uh, just a couple of pictures that they're having here. Okay, now it on the frequently asked question page, they said that there is no microtransactions. Okay, there is no. Uh, it's it's a it's a game, right? It's, a, it's gonna be a game. I'm assuming it's gonna be like Outriders. Okay, where they drop the content, and then if there's DLC down the line, they're going to have it. But what's really strange about this game, Sarge, it seems like, because they showed it two years ago, right? They showed yeah. footage two years ago, and we saw the resources that popped up, and the resources looked like it was, it was going to be um, some sort of looter-esque type of thing. Now, we do know that there's, there's um, uh, blueprints that you find within the world, and then you'll use these materials, okay? Uh, materials that you can make the actual uh, armor or the weapons or whatever else. My question to you is, Sarge, by looking at this this screen, if you notice that when you change right here, it says style, neon noir, noir, right? And then it says colorway, iconic alpha. They have the actual shader down here, right? With the colors that shows you the shader. In your experience with live service games and whatnot, right? You're thinking Destiny, I know. Wolverine's happy because I mentioned Destiny. Okay. So the the I, I hit my Destiny quota for the for the show. Do you think at one point, again, they showed this game two years ago in pre-alpha. And now it got delayed, right? It's not coming out 
and and then it's it was supposed to come out last year. It got delayed until this year. It's coming out October twenty fifth until it doesn't. Right? It could get it could get delayed. Who knows? Okay. Do you think there was at one time a microtransaction system in this game based on putting the shaders in there and showing you like why would you need to see the colors of what the shader is when you when you have it on it already sees you see what the colors look like on your actual guy? I. I don't want to fall for this question, but I, I think that it, it wasn't MTX. I think now it is. I think it's the other way. Well, they say there's no microtransactions now. On the Frequently Asked page on their website, it says now they no, say it? They say there's no microtransactions now. But they, they never admitted that there was microtransactions before. They just said there's <clears> no <throat> microtransactions now. I don't know. It looks kind of it looks kind of strange. It has that Avengers UI. Yeah, it looks like a mobile phone UI, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see mobile in there. Okay, so much so they also have they have an AP up here, right? And I don't know what this means. I, I, maybe Arkham points or whatever. So there's your level, and then there's your AP level, which is different. It's different if you go from one character to the other. They showed some footage, but uh, but but, but just just looking at this, so that's like light level. That's gear score. It it it, it just just looking at this. I, it doesn't scream fun to me, right? It doesn't scream fun. Right. It screams. I have to look at all these stats for some reason. Yeah, let me get can I just picture. be? A, can I? Can I just be a superhero and play the game? And then maybe you guys can put in the armor stuff later. Like I'm a superhero, right? Like the superhero is the hero. I don't keep putting on different types of armor types and gear. I'm a superhero. I come equipped with all the stuff I need to be a superhero right like that's when you start making it like avengers where i have to look for better and better gear to be a superhero then the fun is now being sucked out and the grind is putting is being put in right the game's got to be fun right in order for me to grind well look this is one of the things that when you buy it for the uh, special edition right they're giving you these characters the the night watch by jim lee transmog yeah right transmog Okay, three exclusive colorways, which are shaders. Okay, why would they use the word transmog in a non, in a non looter esque game? That's that's a those those are destiny shaders. Yeah, those are destiny shaders. I'm looking at destiny shaders. What are we doing here? Okay, so they got that. That this is if you buy the this is if you buy it. Okay, <laughs> let me let me find. Well, I don't let me, let me I don't understand. Hold on. I don't let understand me find you some more. Hold on. on. Let me show you some more little information here. Okay. It looks weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. weird. <laughs> right. So hold on. There's a lot of stuff there. I'm trying to get the pictures of the actual uh, inventory system. Hold on. I'm trying to get the uh, the pictures of the inventory system if I can find it. Boys. Listen, I I love superheroes. Okay, I love them. But you keep making me play superheroes in the most unfun way possible by grinding for shit <laughs> as right. a superhero. I, I can't find a picture, but they have they have resources, and the resources are white, green, blue, purple, orange, and or yellow and orange, right? And and they have little emblems on them, like destiny. Like if you're playing against uh, you know, uh, uh, a fallen, they'll have a little logo or right. So certain parts of the map, you can farm certain resources, okay? All I'm saying is, this is what my question is. 
We haven't seen it in two years, and now we just saw new footage of it. It looks kind of stiff and, and whatnot. Do we think that they the first rendition was that they were going to put microtransactions, they were going to put a looter-esque aspect of the game in it, and then now they decided two years later, like, whoop, whoop, change course. Look at Avengers. Avengers is shit. We got to get out of this. We can't do what Avengers did. And they went, we're changing it up. We're making it a single-player co-op game where all the stuff is just in the game. Do you feel that when we get this game and it comes out, that it will feel like a game that actually is what it was from the core? Or do you feel like Avengers, obviously, we all can tell that it wasn't a looter when it came out. The core of the game wasn't a looter, and then they added it on after the fact. Okay? Do you think it'll be the same as Avengers? I don't, I don't want it to be the same as Avengers. I think that because they saw Avengers fail, that maybe they did change course. But I'd like to put in my own spin here for superhero games. Right. I, I really don't think a superhero game needs to be grindy and has to have like pieces of armor on to give you different abilities. I think that for the pure joy and the fun of a superhero game is to bring the heroes in and then whatever the sphere of, of items that that hero has within their universe, like whether it be utility belts right. or powers or whatever, that maybe different kind of costumes that you put on gives you different abilities. Right. Like you, like you grind to find pieces of the costume that give you. That's what like it is. You, you, like you have four, you ha you have four or five abilities with this costume, but if you get this other costume, you get a four or five different other abilities, and then you can mix and match the abilities by putting on different costumes. Like just to keep it simple and fun, it's supposed to be a superhero game. I, I, I don't understand what is, what happened. I don't understand what's happening, right? How do you how do you completely destroy something that's so beloved by so many people over so many years? Right. That you just can't make a superhero game. Bass Bass in chat says I don't get it. I think it will launch in Game Pass. Oh. So what does that say Bass? Does that mean it's a shit game or does that mean it's a good game? Do you think it'll be a bad game and they have to put it on Game Pass? What does that mean? I just I don't get it, man. It's it's so it's so crazy what they're doing right now, especially with superhero games. Like I I still picture the Superman game in my head. How fun it would be! Like every mission that Superman's on gets progressively harder, so it makes you have to use you make, your powers you, you, more and you more. Make, you make a Superman game like Elden Ring. I guess kinda, but it's just supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. Like they throw a giant meteor at you and Superman has to figure out where to punch the meteor so it doesn't kill everyone on the planet. You know, if he if he punches it in the wrong way, it rains death. But if he punches it in the right spot, right. it disintegrates. Like and you feel like a you feel like Superman. Right. Like the, the fun of it. I I, I would take everything's I, a grind. I would Everything. Take a, I would take a Superman game like Elden Ring. And what I mean by that is like you, you you gain power and stuff to become stronger Superman, but you go against other hard bosses and you have to fight. Yes. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yes, it's a it's a skill game. Like you learn the abilities and you have to learn how to dodge and counter and you know have the combat system mean mean something, not just that, a. That'd be pretty cool. God, it's so it's so disheartening. I don't understand what they're doing. What what about the the what about the uh, Suicide Squad game? What about that? That's, Is not that supposed to come out. That that's next year. It got it got delayed till next year. Oh, that's also delayed. Yeah, it got delayed till yeah. next year. Okay. Hey, how about that Crackdown 3, right? Yeah, that was great. It was a great Amazing game. Amazing game. Yeah, it was a great right? game. 
You went a long time. Was, for was that supposed one. to launch. Was supposed to launch uh, on the new system. The, the Destructible universe. System, right? yeah. Destructible environment. Remember how awesome that yeah, was? Terrible, terrible game. All right, the last story I want to talk about. Oh, so confused. last story I want to talk about is Xbox plans to launch a streaming puck and Samsung app in the next year. Now, yes, I, I, I literally said this years ago that they would do years ago because it's just I don't, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I can't believe it. Right? I can't. It's a, it's, I can't. A, it's a no no-brainer. So I can't believe it. I don't even need to read it. I've read it before. So basically, what they're doing is they're going to make. And I, I did this on my stream earlier. I got a first model of it. I got the first model of the, the new Xbox series. Okay. It's a, it, so we have the S, we have the E, and we have the X. So we have Xbox Series Sex is what it is. And this is it. So this is the, it's the, the toggle that goes to the back of your television. Okay. It comes with a nice carrying case that you could cover it up and put it in your pocket. Okay. And it's got a little control. It's got a little, it's got a little compartment in the back. You can get the game out, and you can take your you can take your games with you, and you, you, just for extra storage, right? And you can just plug it into any television set you want, and you can play Game Pass anywhere you go. Okay, now it's a it's a puck or it's a it's a dongle, whatever. Okay, I said this before. I said this years ago before even Stadia came out. I said that Xbox would do this. Okay, and now. Supposedly, by the end of this year, I'm, I'm assuming we'll hear something on June 12th, if it is true, that they'll talk about this, this dongle or this, uh, this portable device to plug in any television set. Or if you have a Samsung TV, okay, that you can download the app. Now, I said right. that as well, okay? Right. I, I find it hilarious that Google Stadia came out three years ago. And I told you, this was just a test for them to come in the market, and it completely and utterly fucking bombed. And yet here comes Xbox, just three years later, doing exactly the exact same, same thing, thing that they did, and it's going to succeed because they laid the groundwork first, okay? The, the business model of Stadia was just stupid because you had to buy the games again on their system where Microsoft's right. like, you're getting all of these games for just paying a monthly fee, okay? Yep. So... What do you think this will be priced at? What do you think this? I think it would be $99. Yes. A dongle? I think it would be 99 or lower, but you also get Game Pass for three months. No, $150. And you get Game Pass Pass for three months. They they, they always have to start high, bro. When when it comes out and it's mainstream, $100. But it's got to be higher than that because you don't have to buy hardware anymore. I think they might even go down as low as $49.99. Oof. Because then anyone that has a hundred dollar bill in their pocket could buy two of them and give them as gifts, okay, to anybody, right? I think it's going to be like forty nine ninety nine or nine nine or ninety nine ninety nine with with Game Pass with Game Pass, obviously, because no one's going to buy it if it doesn't come with Game Pass, right? It comes with like a month, two months, three bucks or three months of of it. Right, Mo? With a controller, right? Okay. A hundred with a controller, I would agree with. A hundred with a controller. Oh, yeah, with the controller, yeah. I, yeah. I would agree of with course, that, Mo. it has to come with a controller. So you could buy it if you already have... <laughs> In Canada 260. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you have, if you have a controller already, <laughs> you can buy it for forty nine ninety nine. 
And if you don't have uh, a controller, you can get a controller with it for ninety nine ninety nine with Xbox Game Pass. It's incredible, man. Yeah, it, it's it, that's how fast things are moving, man. This is how fast things are going. No, I think they give you the first they they give you the first subscription uh, Wolverine because that's that's what they want, right? They'll bundle it. Get this, this, and subscription for a hundred bucks. You get this and the subscription for forty nine ninety nine. Right, and they're making bank off of this. This is nothing but a fucking sensor to to stream Xbox to your televisions, right? Incredible, right? I look. I said this like I want to say like five six years ago. I said they were going to do it. We'll we'll find the show. Okay. We'll find the show. I I, I talked about it. I I said I would have to go back and find it because we didn't. I wasn't as organized as I was now. Um, but it, it makes sense. And this is when I said years ago. I said Xbox is not even in the same ballpark as sony okay sure sony has sony television sets and they can take their psn plus to put on the sony television sets but xbox has got game pass and for 50 bucks 100 bucks you have like 100 games to your access and it could go anywhere with you again i'm traveling in just a couple of weeks okay and all i'm bringing is this this is all i'm bringing because my iphone i can play xcloud and i can play certain games on my xcloud and as long as I have good, good Wi-Fi, fantastic, right? I don't have to bring my Xbox anymore. I don't have to travel with my Xbox anymore. It's absolutely phenomenal, right? It's, it's not great for, like, first-person shooter games, but if you're playing single-player so you, games... So you think Stadia is going to come back out again? You're just kind of waiting? You're going to come back out again? The worst part about Stadia... Look, Stadia is a great service, but their business model was just absolute trash. Okay, the reason Xbox and PlayStation will succeed, even Amazon will succeed, is because you're renting the service, not buying the games to play on their service. Right. Right. That the, the bad part about Stadia was the service, not the actual the thing itself. Right. Right. I'm not going to buy the same game that I already re-buy. had and rebuy unless, it for Stadia. Unless it's Skyrim. Unless right. it's Skyrim. Right. Unless it's Skyrim. Unless or, or, it's Skyrim. Or Grand Theft Auto. Or, or Grand Theft Auto Five, because you have to have at least one copy per system for that, right? You have to have <laughs> right. three systems, bro. Okay. Three been on six. Oh, three. No, it's been on six systems. No, the same game. Yeah, the same, the same game's game on is on systems. six systems. It came out on the Xbox One, three sixty or whatever it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Grand Theft Auto Five? It came out eight years ago. Wait, let me think. It came I'm out on thinking. the Xbox One. Was it on the one or three sixty? No, it was on the three sixty. It was on the three sixty, then the one. Now the Xbox Series X, right? And then it was on the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, and the PlayStation Five, and it's on PC, right? And I think it's getting, I think it's getting a Switch or a Switch rendition now, isn't it? (laughs) It's insane. Fucking, it's crazy. So it's just crazy the, the amount of stuff. All right, we are going to be playing some Division 2 tonight. That is the last story uh, this evening. The stories that we missed, we missed Epic, is going to release a Unreal Editor for Fortnite uh, in its attempt to out roadblocks, roadblocks. We also didn't talk about Epic is teaming up with NASA to create a, a VR experience so people can practice what it would be like being on the moon or Mars. Okay, so we, we also didn't talk about that. Uh, we're talking about, we didn't talk about Activision has a population of a small town working on one game of Call of Duty. Uh, 
We didn't talk about Take-Two Interactive Boss gets big bonus if the company sells enough microtransactions. We didn't, we didn't talk about that. And we didn't talk about Twitch and other streaming platforms have been declined uh, in growth since last year. Well, no shit. Everyone's going back to work. Uh, so, yeah, those are the stories we didn't talk about. Uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think that Epic should, should make a game where it teaches you how to act like a, a proper human being in the Earth first, not how to work on the moon or Mars, like a, a virtual simulator that teaches you how to be a human being. What, right. to, what to do and say in social <laughs> situations on Earth first before we go try to fuck up another planet. <laughs> well, I, look, I, the reason I brought that story up was because Epic, I said, is doing big things. It's not even just gaming, right? The movies, the, the studios, the, now helping NASA create something. It's just crazy what, what they're doing. Uh, what are they developing in Ukraine? Who knows? Uh, so... <clears throat> episode 310 is in the can we do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us uh for the two-hour podcast if you like the show please make sure you hit the like button if you haven't hit the like button yet i don't know what you're doing right you, you, you probably fell asleep maybe you, you forgot to hit the button and uh we're live thursday nights 8 p.m eastern uh we have next week's show 311 and then we're off for a week for 312 and then we'll be back for the 312 uh in june uh so we have one more episode in, in the month of may and then we're off um, if you'd like to help us out in any way, shape or form, you can also hit share, like, and subscribe. Those are all free uh, or subscribe, uh, for either 99 cents, $1.99 or $4.99 or use a super chat over on YouTube. Uh, or after the fact, uh, you can also use the thanks button. Once I upload this, you can use that as a tip after the fact, uh, or you can go to Twitch, hit the follow button. It's absolutely free or hit the subscribe button for $4.99 or use your Twitch prime sub. We do appreciate you very much for hanging out with us. Uh, if you are uh, want to watch Division, we're going to switch from Division. So if you're watching on Twitch, Twitch will just flicker and then come back on. And if you're watching on YouTube, it will redirect you to our Division stream uh, tonight. So I do appreciate you very much, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.